Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, podcast, and the book Tactics when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, and his teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 called One Body, Many Parts. Today's message is, uh, it's very relevant, as is every section of Scripture that we study. Um, but this particular topic, I see such a need for this in the church right now. And I don't mean living truth, I mean the church. Um, we need unity. And I don't mean unity at, the, say, at the, the cost of compromise, I mean unity in the things of Christ. We need to, we need to find some common ground with each other, and we need to be unified as a church. Because our culture right now is pretty wild. Um, how many of you have social media? Okay. Most of you in the room, right? How many of you are disappointed on a regular basis by the things you see on social media? Yeah. I have determined recently that I'm not going to spend as much time on social media. Now, I have a band and music and things, and I'm told by people all the time, you really need to up your social media game. Um, that's how you're going to, you know, find your big break. And I'm like, I'm not looking for a big break. Um, and also, I don't want to spend 12 hours a day on Instagram. Um, because, number one, that's a waste of time. But also, it's just depressing. And I follow primarily Christians. And sometimes the things that I see happening and the way that we're handling disagreements and the way we voice our opinions, I'm like, oh my, that is not the heart of Christ. And there's many other causes for disunity in the church beyond social media, but I do believe that it plays a factor. I love the section that we're covering today because today is Family Sunday. Raise your hand if you're normally upstairs in a classroom. Raise your hand if you're supposed to be in Sunday school right now. All right, cool. We're glad you guys are in here. Um, I love this section of Scripture because the metaphor that Paul uses to, to make his point is as simple that a child can understand it and the oldest person in this room can understand it. I'm not going to make you raise your hand if you're the oldest person in this room. But I, um, some of you are raising voluntarily. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I just think that this is such a great section of Scripture because it's, it's simple. And sometimes when I'm reading like Leviticus or Deuteronomy, uh, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. You know, anybody? Am I the only one? Right? Thank you. Some honest people in the room. So I love this section of Scripture because for the most part, when I read this, I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I can track with this, right? And so let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. Pastor Michael stopped in verse 11, so we're going to pick up uh, at verse 12. And the heading in most of your Bibles will probably say, One body with many parts. And uh, before we read, let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for how good you are, God. You are so good to us and faithful. And um, Lord, we just pray over this time that it would be glorifying to you, God, that you would be at the center of what takes place. Um, we just pray, God, that you would grow us this morning. We all need to hear from you this morning. Um, and even a large part of what we will talk about this morning is that each of us play a vital role in, in being here this morning. We are the body of Christ. And I pray that you'd bring unity where there's uh, unity needed. God, if there's relationships in this room that need to be healed this morning, that you would heal those. 
Lord, if there is marriages that are, that are hanging on by a thread, that you would heal those marriages. God, we believe that you can do those things. And so we ask in faith in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above every other name, that you would do those things this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, verse 12. It says, I'm reading from the NLT, so if you have a device and you can switch. I love the NLT, especially since we have kids today. Um, It's very simple. So here we go. Verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of so it is with the body of Christ. Verse 13. Some of us are Jews and some are Gentiles, some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptized into the one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. And if the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Verse 18, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there, would be many, there are many parts, but only one body. Verse 21, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that the extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. Verse 25. We're almost there. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. And if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. We'll stop there. All right, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Let's have the worship team come back on out. No. Um, It is pretty self-explanatory. And I love the metaphors that Paul uses in this text. He says at one point, imagine if the whole body was just one part. Now, I don't know about y'all, but the human body is already kind of weird, like toes and, you know, like your nose. And you kind of like, there's the the, the kind of things like you kind of take them for granted. But then when you stop and you like stare at your feet, you're like, these are weird. Like, have you ever ever had that moment? Like, you look at your feet and you're like, it's kind of a weird deal going on down there. There's like these weird appendages hanging off and... You know, your toes, your toes in and of themselves. How many people, like, toes are, you're like, I can't do feet? Because I know you're out there. See, a couple, right? You, like, can't do feet. My wife kind of hates feet. She's like, ah, that's weird. I can understand that. Feet are kind of weird. Now, imagine if your whole body was an eye. Um, disgusting. Also, very injury prone. Can you imagine? Like, just an eye. Imagine when you get like a little speck of dust in your eye and how bad that hurts. Imagine if your whole body was an eye, okay? You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Uh, It would be bad. But there's this idea in the text that Paul is saying that the design that Christ has for the church is a design of interdependence 
What do you mean, Shane? Well, here's what I mean. I mean that God has designed the church in such a way that none of us should be an island. That each one of us is meant to be in the midst of community like this morning. Can we all agree on that? That we thrive in our spiritual life, in our spiritual pursuit of God. We thrive when we are in a community surrounded by people who are like-minded and have a common goal. To glorify Christ. And that's why this morning is important. It is one aspect of what we do here this morning that is very important. That you surround yourself with other believers. That you do not isolate yourself. Now, I don't know about you, but back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, Our culture right now is very anti this ideal. Yeah? How many people do you hear right now on the news or on TV or on social media, on Twitter, talking about being unified? No, what I see is everybody has an opinion and they want to make sure that you know their opinion. Also, you need to agree with their opinion or you're an idiot. That is our culture right now. Our culture is at a place where you need to agree with everything that I think or we can't communicate with each other. Last time I checked, I remember like I took debate class in high school. The whole thing revolves around not agreeing with each other. Marriage. Do you guys all get along with your spouses perfectly? Yeah. This is an honest group right now. No hands are raised, and I would have called you out so bad. So you just consider yourself lucky. It was the Holy Spirit that you didn't raise your hand. Okay, because we all know that if we're being honest, we don't agree on everything. And look at our culture right now. The, the divorce rate is through the roof, and it's usually over dumb disagreements that don't really matter. Greg Laurie said, I've been disagreeing with my wife since the day we got married. But that's marriage. It's taking two sinful people and making them get along. And loving each other no matter what until death do us part. And that idea is fading. Now, if you've gone through a divorce this morning, my heart goes out to you. Because there are many different stories and there's a lot of different situations. But I would encourage you that if, in any relationship, whether it be a marriage relationship or whether it be somebody here this morning that you can't stand, that you would seek to reconcile that situation and to find healing and restoration. Because God's heart is that we would be unified as a church. The idea of being dependent on someone else is not particularly loved by our culture. In fact, it's a hard thing to swallow. If we think about our life and having to be totally dependent on another person, I think of those who need constant care. Maybe there's a physical disability or there's a mental disability and they need constant care. That is a difficult situation to be in. But did you know that dependence is actually the design that God has for us? And I think if we went around the room this morning and we asked each other how it's gone in our life when we've gone rogue and we've tried to do our own thing and we haven't relied on Christ or any other believers or sought any counsel from anybody else around us how things have gone in our life. Fantastic, right? No. And that's the message of the world is follow your heart, right? How many have heard somebody say that? How many have gone to somebody for advice And maybe well-meaning, but they've said, you just need to follow your heart. Anybody? Anybody had anybody say? Okay, thank you. Did you know that the scripture says that your heart is desperately wicked? In Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is more deceitful than all else. It is desperately sick. Who can understand it? But follow your heart. 
Our mission here at Walk in Truth is to equip you with the Word of God and to give you the tools to express your Christian faith. But how do you initiate conversations effortlessly? Walk in Truth and Pastor Michael Lance would like to offer you the 10th anniversary edition of Tactics, a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions by Greg Kokel. This is how to navigate a conversation to build a bridge from a conversation to get to spiritual truths and to get to the gospel. We are offering the book Tactics as a thank you when you give a donation of $20 or more to Walk in Truth. Visit walkintruth.com, click the donate button, or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text STEP CLOSER as one word to 33222. Again, that's STEP CLOSER as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer, and you can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Walk in Truth. In fact, it's a hard thing to swallow. If we think about our life and having to be totally dependent on another person, I think of those who need constant care. Maybe there's a physical disability or there's a mental disability and they need constant care. That is a difficult situation to be in. But did you know that dependence is actually the design that God has for us? And I think if we went around the room this morning and we asked each other how it's gone in our life when we've gone rogue and we've tried to do our own thing and we haven't relied on Christ or any other believers or sought any counsel from anybody else around us how things have gone in our life. Fantastic, right? No. And that's the message of the world is follow your heart, right? How many have heard somebody say that? How many have gone to somebody for advice and maybe well-meaning, but they've said, you just need to follow your heart? Anybody? Anybody had anybody say? Okay, thank you. Did you know that the scripture says that your heart is desperately wicked? In Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is more deceitful than all else. It is desperately sick. Who can understand it? but follow your heart. And we put it in nice Disney movie songs and cartoons, and it's a nice thought, and it sounds really good, and it makes a cool hashtag, and, you know, some of you are in here are like, what's a hashtag? It's the little pound sign. Kids use it. I know, whatever. All right. But look, follow your heart is horrible advice. That is terrible, terrible advice. In fact, our culture says, you need to do you, right? That's the, that's the idea of our culture right now. You need to follow your heart. Do what you feel. Can I submit to you this morning that that is terrible advice and it will lead you down a path that you do not want to go down? I would actually say that the best thing you could do is follow Christ and seek after His heart. I think one of the best prayers that we could pray as a church, as a community, as a body of believers is, Lord, give me your heart. A song that... Hillsong Worship wrote 
a while back now, and it's, you know, come and gone through the church. Still a great song, but it's Hosanna, right? And the bridge of the song says, break my heart for what breaks yours. I love those lyrics. I love those lyrics. Because it's this idea that the train is coming, man. Woo! <laughs> all right? It's this idea. That's a cool ringtone. You got to give me that, all right? Whatever that is, I like that. All right? I had one of those as a kid, you know, where you like blow on the thing and it makes the train horn. Yeah? Okay. Sorry, we're getting sidetracked. Um, but there's this there's the beauty and dependence on each other in the church. And when we seek our own will and when we do things our own way, as many of you can attest this morning, it does not go well. See, I think we love the idea of community until it costs us our independence. Can I say that again? We love the idea of community until it costs us our independence. We love the idea of being surrounded by people and having accountability until somebody actually holds us accountable. Right? Like, hey, man, I'm really struggling with this. Um, you know, I have friends, I've had friends over the years, hey, man, I'm really struggling with, with you know, profanity. I've been working construction, and I worked construction for a while, and I worked with a guy who is, we, we grew up together, and he would always come to me and say, look, man, you know, we're around these guys, and they're using profanity all the time, and I really don't want to cuss, so can you help me? And... I'd be like, yeah, you know, dude, yeah, like, yeah, you know, all right. And then he would cuss, and I'd be like, hey, dude, watch your mouth. He'd be like, seriously, man? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You just, we just talked about this on the way here this morning. And I'm like, and then he makes me look dumb in front of everybody, right? We love the idea of accountability. We love the idea of living a righteous life and pursuing Christ until it costs us something. And we could go to marriage again as an example, or any relationship, because in any relationship that you will have in life, you will never get along with the person 100% of the time. And if you find that, that person's not human. Or they're lying to you. Alright? Because you're not going to agree on everything. Unity, love, community, it costs something. And more often than not, it boils down to it costs our pride. Because we have to lay down what we want to give way for what somebody else might want. Have any of you ever experienced that in your life before? Like, let's use going to, to eat, for example. How many of you have ended up eating at a restaurant you didn't want to eat at? Did you complain about it the whole time? Uh-huh. I love Miguel's Jr. It's kind of nostalgia. They've changed the flavor a little bit. It's still good. But I grew up, like, playing Little League and going to Miguel's. So I could eat Miguel's or In-N-Out. I worked at In-N-Out for five years. And I ate it pretty much every day, um, which goes to show you that it's quality ingredients because <laughs> I stayed in decent shape throughout that time. This is a shameless plug for In-N-Out Burger. Um, it's a good company, but uh, I could eat In-N-Out or Miguel's any day of the week at any time. If you brought me a double-double right now, I'd probably start eating it, okay? Uh, my wife, no. I'm like, every time she asks me where you want to eat, I'm like, well, for one, I think it's cheaper. So I'm like, this is a good place where you can eat. It's cheaper, right? So I'm like, we can go to Miguel's or In-N-Out. And she's like, e okay. This is the classic thing, right? All the husbands are like, amen, dude. They're, they're like, I don't know. You check, you choose wherever, wherever you want. And I'm like, all right, let's go to Miguel's. She's like, no, not Miguel's. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but wherever you want, that's fine. Just anywhere but Miguel's. Okay, let's go to In-N-Out. No, I don't want In-N-Out. 
And so there have been times, like I remember when we were dating, we'd spend like a half hour in the car just trying to figure out where to eat. And you're just wasting time and getting more hungry, and then you just both get, start getting angry because you just want food, and some dumb fight happens, and not even worth it, right? But our culture hates the idea of having to sacrifice anything. In fact, our culture teaches the idea that you shouldn't have to sacrifice anything. These are all ideas that are infiltrating our culture and, dare I say, infiltrating the church. And the problem is that we are in a consumer mentality. And if you look at online shopping and Black Friday, people are getting trampled to death over like an Xbox. Seriously? And this is our culture right now. We, we want what we want, when we want it, and we don't want to have to answer any questions or answer to anybody. And that is not the heart of Christ. And if you bring a consumer mentality into the church, it will be toxic. Because when you bring the consumer mentality into the church, this is what happens. You look at other people who are supposed to be indispensable co-counterparts of the body of Christ. You're supposed to be unified with them and together with them. And when you bring a consumer mentality into the church, you look at other people as dispensable parts. And you start to say, well, I don't really like her, so I'm just not going to talk to her. And if we go back to our text for a minute, he says, and if the ear says in verse 16, I'm not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? 21, verse 21 says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Can you imagine if your body started doing this? One morning you wake up and your feet are just like, nope. And you get out of bed and you just fall on your face. And you're like, hey guys, can you go? Like, uh, we need to get going here. I got to get to work. And your feet just checked out for the day. They're like, no, we're on vacation today. Brain said go. We said no. Can you imagine? And when this happens, what do we do? We kind of freak out, right? It's kind of scary. You're listening to One Body, Many Parts, part one by Pastor Shane Lance on Walk in Truth. When you get a chance, remember to check out our thank you gift for your $20 donation on walkintruth.com. Also, remember that Walk in Truth is available on podcast apps like iHeartRadio, iPodcast, and Spotify. So please follow us and listen to us whenever you want. Now, here's Pastor Michael. You know, when you think about the teaching of one body, many parts, or you could say unity with diversity, there's nothing like the body of Christ. Because we have one Father, Abba Father, one Lord Jesus Christ, one Spirit. And, you know, there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male nor female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And I think you know what that means. That means, yeah, you're still a male or a female. You still may be Jewish or Gentile. You you may come from a different context in terms of your country of origin or you know, what you do for a living or whatever in a modern sense. But we're one. We're one family in Christ. And so here's the thought. Christianity is extremely inclusive despite the times that we've fallen on our face historically and even in a contemporary culture. Despite the divisions, despite the mistakes that the body has made, it's been because we haven't obeyed our Lord and obeyed the spirit of the, of the text that we've been studying. We are one 
It, it doesn't matter where we come from. All ground is level at the foot of the cross. And would to God that God would help us to open up our arms so that Sunday mornings wouldn't be the most segregated hour of the day. They would be the most celebrated hour of the day in terms of our oneness and our diversity. And I'm talking to myself here. I'm talking to every leader in the body of Christ. Let us pray that we truly become one. Jesus prayed that we'd be one in John 17 so that the world would know that we're different and that we belong to him. This is something the world so desperately needs to see. And the enemy has been so good at causing division. And we've been pretty good at it too, let's be honest. So how about we repent of that and say, Lord, in this 21st century, may your church shine to a broken and fractured world. Mm, We need to really think about and pray about that one. Hey, well, if you work weekends, we would love to invite you out to a midweek service here at Living Truth in the city of Corona. Wednesday nights, we're going through the majestic book of Job, The Problem of Evil, The Power of the Gospel. It's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. We have childcare for your young ones. We have a Bible club for those who may be in kindergarten on up. And we have a youth group, junior high and senior high, all happening on Wednesday nights here at Living Truth, 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona, right up really at the 91 and 15 freeways where they intersect is really close to where we are. You can download the Living Truth app in your app store for information, directions. You can get info on other events. You can access past messages and grow in your faith. It's a great tool, the Living Truth app. Download it today. And we'll see you soon. God bless you. Tune in tomorrow for One Body, Many Parts, Part 2, Pastor Shane Lance's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.